You're listening to Sports Connections with David Smale, the show that brings you a fun and intimate look into connections throughout sports. Now here's your host, David Smale. Johnny Russell is a native of Glasgow, Scotland. He first joined Scotland's national team in 2007 at age 17 on the U19 squad. He competed for Scotland through 2014 and then again in 2018 and 19. He also had a uh, 93 goals in a 12-year club career in England and Scotland. He signed with Sporting Kansas City prior to the 2018 season, and he's in his fourth season with the club. A fan favorite, he assumed the captain's role after hometown star Matt Beasler left as a free agent. He's an integral part of the success of Sporting, which at the time of this recording is at the top of the supporter shield. He scored his four, first goal of the season in the team's 13 match, but he draws so much attention from the defense, he can claim some credit for many of the club's MLS leading 24 goals. And I love talking with Johnny. He's not only bright and, and articulate, but he actually answers questions, something that a lot of athletes don't do. But mostly, I love Johnny's accent. So, Johnny, welcome to Sports Connections. Thanks for having me, Ron. Appreciate it. All right. Now, I know everybody in, in Scotland plays soccer. How did you get involved in the sport? Pretty much the same as every kid um, growing up. Just, I mean, that's... As what we done. Uh, I think my mum took me to, no, I was at that age, I think I started at four. So at that age, it wasn't competitive. It was just getting a feel for it. Um, you know, obviously, just going a couple of nights a week, just getting my foot in the door. And when I was a kid, I, I always had a ball with me. No matter where I went, there was always a ball there. So I think it just sort of fell naturally that way. And then obviously, as time progressed, um, obviously took a lot more interest in it and it just sort of built from there really. How quickly did you improve to the point where you knew you had a chance to play professionally? Um, I mean, playing playing as a kid, you know, playing with the sort of boys club teams and stuff. Um, I mean, I always knew at that age that, no, I was better than the level I was at. Um, but at that, I mean, at that time, you just played for fun. I was playing with my yeah. friends. We were traveling about playing. So there's never any thought of it at that age. Um, and then obviously, probably from maybe the time I was around 10, that's when clubs, uh, like professional clubs, started being interested. I was offered trials at certain places. Um, uh and at the time, I was just happy. I was just happy playing. I uh, didn't really think anything of it. At that age, I wasn't thinking, this is going to be my career. Obviously, you would love to do it. You know, every kid growing up wants to. Um, but at that age, it wasn't something that I put that much thought into. And then probably around 13 is when I signed for Dundee United. Um, and then obviously done well, progressing through their youth system. Um, and then getting probably around 15, um, I was been some days I would I wouldn't go to school and I would go and train with you know the first team. So it was around about that age where I thought that I've, I've got a real chance. Uh, and how cool was it to to play for the national team, the U19 national team, when you were only 17? I imagine most of those guys were 18, um, and maybe even depending on when the birthdays happen, even already 19. How cool was that? Yeah, that, that was uh, that was big for me. I mean, coming through the youth system, 
Uh, I was never involved, so we had it, we had it the whole way through, 14s, 15s, all the way through. Um, and it wasn't until under 19s where I where I got my foot in the door. Obviously, like you said, getting in at 17 was there was a couple of guys around about the same age as me, but most of the guys were a year or two older. Like you said, if your birthday falls within a certain date, you can play a campaign. So you had some guys, you know, 19, some even 20 um, playing there. So you know that was that was massive for me um, at that age. Even now, it's representing your country is such a huge honour, um, and it doesn't matter what age group it's at or level. So no, it was always something that I took massive pride in. Now you had a, a lengthy career, twelve-year career, as we talked about, and an outstanding career in Scotland and England on the club level. Why did you choose to sign, first of all, in an MLS in MLS in general? And specifically with Sporting Kansas City, it was always something that, even from um, playing in Scotland, my intention was always to go abroad. I, I didn't really have any intention to go to England. It didn't interest me. Um, a lot of the interest I had at the time was in Europe as well. So you know, the Cup of France, um, Italy, Spain, uh, Holland were really. Nothing really concrete um, except for an Italian team who made several bids. Um, and then, you know, it just sort of fell by chance, really, to go to, go to England. Spoke to the, there was a club, obviously Derby, who, who made an offer. It was accepted. Uh, and I spoke to the manager there and it just felt, just felt right. Um, but I always had that. I mean, I always wanted to go somewhere else maybe learn a new language, just test myself in a different environment. Obviously, I didn't have to learn a new language coming here, <laughs> but it's, uh, it was always something I wanted to do was was just get out of my comfort zone, just go and throw myself in somewhere and test myself. And I was a big fan of this league. You know, I'd watched it, obviously, since Beckham came, it became, you know, really big in the UK and a lot more coverage. So it was more accessible to watch. Um, so from there, really, I always kept an interest. And then probably six months before I came here, I was aware that, you know, there was quite strong interest from a couple of teams in the MLS. But um, we were just starting the season, so it wasn't something that, uh, you know, I wanted to do at that time. But I said, obviously, in the future, I would never say no. And then obviously leading up to, I had six months left in my contract, so I was able to talk to, to other teams. Um, there was a few interested, but uh, Sporting went ahead and, you know, done the, I don't know if people will be familiar with the discovery. Um, so they put that on me. Basically, it's first dibs on someone. <laughs> so spoke to the manager there. Um, great conversations with him. Knew a lot about me, how I played, systems that I fit well in. Um, the system they played, which was very similar to how... We played under Steve McLaren at Derby, which was probably the most enjoyable period of my career. Um, so that was a huge pull. And then obviously the Mo Johnson connection. Um, knew him. He, he and my agent know each other really well. Uh, so I think it just, everything fit together nicely. Um, and I mean, it's turned out to be a great decision. Yeah, I know, I know people here are, are thrilled uh, that you're part of our city and you talk about a new environment. Now, you didn't have to learn a new language, 
but you certainly say it differently <laughs> than we do. And, I, and I'm sure you've been told this. Uh, I love your accent. So uh, uh, thank you. What's, what's the highlight of your first four years with sporting? Oh, I mean, the first year was was pretty special, obviously, coming here. Um, I had a good season, personally, and the team as a whole finishing top. And then the disappointment of, of missing out against Portland at home, that was that was a tough one to take. Um, I don't know, there's been so many, so many good moments. Um, I would probably say from the way we played and uh, enjoyment point of view, then the first season would be up there. There was a few great games in there, a few great goals as well. So it was it was just a, a really good time um, for all of us. That. Okay. Um, what was your reaction when you found out prior to this season that you would wear the captain's armband for supporting? I don't know. I, I kind of got it by, by default um, towards the end of last season, obviously. Matt was injured, um, wasn't playing as much and we had a few injuries, so kind of I fell in my lap a little bit and it's a you know, it's a role that I, I took to very well. I've, you know, we've got a lot of guys who are more than capable of doing the job in our team. Um, we've got a lot of leaders. So to be given um, that last season, you know, it just gives you that extra boost, you know, puff your chest up a little bit, you know, it gives you that, you know, that strut about you and, and then obviously to make it official this year is it's a huge honour. Um, like I said, anyone could have been it, but the fact that uh, I was chosen uh, to you know sort of be seen as that leader for the team, then it's it's something that I you know, take great pride in, um, and I don't take it lightly at all. Yeah, I, I will disagree with one thing you said. It didn't. It didn't just happen. It didn't just fall in your lap by default. I think is how you worded it. You earned it. I mean, the, the leadership that I see, and I'm not a soccer expert. I'm a, I've become a big fan in recent years, but the, I see the leadership. Even when you're not the final one to touch the ball before it goes into the net, you, I see your leadership there. So I, I, think it was a, I think it was an easy decision for Peter to say when Matt was injured, okay, Johnny's a good choice. And then it was even easier when it was like, okay, Matt's gone. Who do we choose? I think – I think it makes it, it was a very easy choice for Peter to do that. So, um, and you just, I saw something online that you were almost not surprised, but just really taken back by that about how special that is to be named a team captain. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that, obviously. But yes, you know, it's such a, it's such an honor um, to be named the captain of, of any team. You know, not a lot of guys get the opportunity to do it. Um, so, you know, to be, like I said, given that opportunity, seen as that guy who who can lead your team, um, then that's that's a massive, massive honour for me. And like I said, I don't I don't take it lightly. Um, and it's you know it's a, a role that I feel you know I I do well, um, but you know that doesn't take any of the any of the greatness out of it. <laughs> yeah. And I saw on, uh, on the MLS's website an article where, which named you the top right winger in all of MLS. And it said he can score, assist, dribble down the outside, or come inside. And he's also incredibly strong. He's a real talent, and we are lucky to watch him in this league. What, what would you say is the best part of your game, Johnny? 
Uh, I mean, I think uh, probably a combination of all those things. You know, I'm not really like a, a one-trick pony, is it? Yeah. As they say, um, you know, I can I can do different do different things. Obviously, probably dribbling and attacking players. Um, I feel is probably the strongest part of my game. You know, committing defenders, drawing de- uh, defenders towards me, and then. Like you said earlier, if, if it's not me that's scoring the goal um, or assisting it, if I've been involved in a play and I've managed to create space for someone else, at the end of the day, we all win. Um, yeah. it's, a t- it's a team game. So, you know, if the team scores, then, you know, I win as well. So I think we've, um, we've done that really well here. Um, you know, our, our mentality is... It's all about the team. There's no individuals in our team. So, yeah. you know, that's something that I, I really buy into. Um, I just, uh, I try and excite people. You know, it's, when I watch, you know, when I watch the sport, the people that, you know, get me off my seat, that's the people who I want to see. And you know, I try and be, I try and be one of those guys that doesn't work every time. It's not going to. Um, but that's just, that's how I like to play the game. I like to try and create things. Um, and just at the end of the day, it's, it's about winning, um, but you want to enjoy it as well. Yeah. It, it, there's two things that come to mind when I think of watching you play. First of all, is so many times when a team will do will have a counter and they'll be moving down there. And, you know, if, if again, not being an expert, I will think, oh, no, the other team's coming the other way. And all of our guys are down on the offensive end. Then all of a sudden, here you are down way in your deep in your end, breaking up a pass or making a tackle or, or doing something. So the, the dif- defensive side of your game is impressive for a winger. Uh, the second thing that I will talk about is when I'm at the stadium, which is most of the time for home games, anytime, you know, the midfielder, well, it's Elie or, or Boos or, or Zeus or whoever, They'll see the fans will see you up the right side and somebody will send a long pass. There's just a swell of noise. <laughs> and it's like, okay, they're just waiting for something to happen. And they know if there's one guy on the field that can make that happen, it's Johnny Russell. Does that crowd noise get you pumped up? Yeah, of course. You know, it's something that something that you can feel. Um, and I, I don't really think I've had it to, you know, the extent that it is here. Um you know, it's almost like a, an anticipation here. And, you know, you, you can feel that. Um, and, you know, that's that's my job. That's why I, I was brought here. I was brought here to to make things happen, try and create things. Um, but we've got so many, so many players who do so many great things in this team. Um, like you said about the defending side, that's something that probably in the last year or two where maybe more of a, we've worked on it a little bit more. Um, the wingers um, in particular have a job to get back and help the, you know, the fullback, the outside back, um, whether it's doubling up on someone or covering space. Uh, that's something that we do so well. We we work hard as a team, we're hard to break down. Um, and I think that's why we've been so successful because we have that strong foundation and then we have the players that, the explosiveness to break out of that. So, you know, that's 
obviously any attacking player doesn't want to defend. You know, it's the last <laughs> thing you want to do. But you have to do it. You know, yeah. it's, it's part and parcel now. You, you, teams have got so many dangerous players that, you know, you have to get back and help. And I think that's where we're, we're, we've been successful, whereas some teams, wingers, attackers, won't come back. So, I mean, there's always... That's why a lot of the time we find a lot of space um, and we can control the game high up the field because uh, we have we have extra numbers, really. Um, so that's, yeah, like I said, it's it's not something you want to be doing is, is defending. But um, to play in this team, then it's all about the team. So you have to do that. You, you mentioned some of your teammates. Um, th- it seems like this year especially, You've had a lot more help on the offensive end, whether it's Daniel Shallowy having a, a comeback season or guys like Gotti Kenda and Alan Polito. Do you want to be the guy the team is counting on, or do you prefer to be one of many options, which gives you the option to, or the opportunity maybe to pass if you're being double teamed and somebody else is open? No, I think any any attacking player wants to be, you want to be the main guy. Um, yeah. Of course you do. Um, you want to be the, the guy that the team can rely on, but in the same token, if for whatever reason it isn't happening that way, then as long as you can contribute to the team and someone else doing it, then I said it earlier, then that's that's the ultimate thing. We're part of a team. We all know that. We all want each other to do well equally as much as you. So if I can, if I can draw someone with me that creates space for someone else to score, or I can. You know, I can assist the winning goal. I mean, that to me, that's still that's a goal to me. Um, I honestly, you want to be that guy, but I I don't care if it's if it's me or someone else. As long as we're winning as a team, then what you ultimately scored, that's for me. You scored your first goal of the season. Um, you know, we're almost a third of the way through the season. We're more than a third of the way through the season. I was blown away. I did not realize that you had not scored a goal because you are so much a part of this offense. You know, a, a lot was made last year and, and the year before with Daniel Shalwey having so many opportunities and not being able to convert much. I didn't sense that with you. I sensed that you were part of every, every goal the team scored, at least in some way or, or form. Did it feel like you were in a drought or did you feel like, Hey, the team's winning, we're scoring goals. I'm doing my job. Um. I mean, kind of my job is to score goals and create goals. Um, so from that sort of aspect, no, I wasn't doing, you know, the job that we brought here to do. Um, but there is other sides to it. Um, you know, I'm still, if you're not scoring or assisting, you need to be contributing in other ways, which I feel that I was. And, you know, a lot of the early part of the season, um, you know, I don't have a lot of game time as well. Um, right. I had an injury in pre-season that took me a little bit time to get back from so didn't really have that rhythm there I was coming on for like five ten minutes at the end of games just trying to get you know my fitness back here and there so as, as frustrating as it is to to go that long without a goal when I sit back and look at it I'd be like you know I knew it would come you know I'm not a guy who who lets his confidence get down and lets it get to him like oh I'm not scoring ultimately if if other people are scoring, like you said, Daniel's having an unbelievable season yeah. um, and he deserves it. Um, and I'm, I'm so happy for him that, you know, he's he's shown 
what he's shown before. Um, so, I mean, if if guys like that are, are stepping up and obviously Alan, we didn't, he didn't play as much as we would have liked to him last year, injuries and being away with Mexico. So, you know, we're piecing all that together. Uh, these guys are these guys are on fire right now. And I just, uh, I want to play my part in the team, um, whatever that is. And if we are winning, then I, like I said earlier, I, it doesn't have to be me. It's on the score sheet. I would love it to be me. But if, if I can create something for them or just be involved in the build-up to a goal um, that creates a goal, then you know I'm, I'm good with that. Now, you mentioned a couple of times when we've talked about goals that you didn't feel like you were doing what you were brought here to do. I think one of the reasons you were brought here was to, was to lead a young club. Um, how does it feel to be one of the elder statesmen uh, on this club right now? I know it's it's crazy, um, you know, because I still feel young. I still feel in great shape. It's probably the the last year or two is probably the best I've felt physically in my career. Um, and, you know, I've I've had a pretty pretty long career to this point. I've been lucky um, from signing professionally. I think this is my fifteenth season. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I've I've got a, a lot of experience, a lot of games behind me, and. It's, it's not something that I look at where I'm like, oh, I'm one of the older guys. Um, you know, I, I try and I keep myself involved with everyone, whether it's the young guys like Bush and stuff coming through. Um, they, they'll they keep you young, those guys. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's, I don't see myself as, you know, one of the older guys. I just see myself as someone with, you know, plenty of experience. But if the young guys need to lean on at times, um, if they... If they need any sort of guidance or, or help at any point, then you know I'm I'm more than happy to be there for them and and give them that you know that ear or you know just someone to listen to them or just someone to give them a little bit of advice that you know I felt helped me earlier in my career. Then you know that's that's my role, not just as captain but as one of the more experienced players in this team. Now you we talked about the fact you were in Europe for 12 years. You've been in MLS now for four years. Where does MLS rank among international leagues? Um, I mean, well, I only played in the two leagues, obviously, Scotland and England, but everyone knows the sort of stigma that comes with the MLS. People in Europe see it as a, a retirement league for you know European stars, but you know, from you never know fully what you, you're going into um, in any league. Um, like leaving Scotland, going to England, the step up to the championship was was a really difficult one for me. It was really physical league at that time. I, I mean, I was a skinny kid, you know, wasn't that strong. So that's all something that I had to adapt to and build. And then coming here, it, the the standard really did surprise me. Um, you know, some of the games are so fast paced, and then other games can't be because of the heat. So there's just different things you need to adapt to. But as far as standard goes, then it's definitely it's definitely up there on par with what I've played in um, before. Uh, people, you're never going to change people's perception. They're yeah. always going to think what they think. Um, but the people who have been involved in it, I will tell you that you know the, the standard's really high here. 
that's encouraging for, for, you know, those of us who think America's great at everything, <laughs> knowing we're really not, it's really encouraging to hear you say that it's, it's getting up there. Now, when I ask you, you talked about the style of play you bring. Is there a Scottish style of play that you bring to the pitch, or is it just Johnny Russell style? Uh, I mean, it, it's a style of play that I've always had. It just sort of came natural. That's that's how my game was. That's how I played. Um, I think you know, there's a lot of Scottish players who are similar in certain in, in certain aspects of it, where you know, going a few years back now, we had a lot of small, tricky, you know, exciting players and you always get them, um, you know, throughout the age groups in Scotland. And, you know, it's something that we kind of got away from for a while um, and obviously a bit of a, you know, bad reputation where some people were thinking there was no talent there. But, you know, it's, we're just a bunch of guys who, you know, we work hard. That's something that you're always brought up on. Um, that the the work rate and the desire always has to be there. Um, and you have to you have to combine the two because I played with, with and against so many talented guys growing up, but they didn't have that fire um, to push themselves, and they never made it. Which is crazy when you think back at the when you think back when you used to play against them, you would always go. He's, he's going to be there, he's going to do it. Um, and they just don't because they don't have the fire, uh, discipline. Um, there's so much that has to come with talent. Um, but no, that's, I wouldn't say it's, just a, it's a Scottish way. It's just something that I developed as a youngster. Um, and obviously, just try and keep working at that, keep getting better. Um, and that's just that's just the way that I, I play. Okay. Now it's obviously you have that intensity, you have that fire, as you described it. But you also seem to enjoy the game while you're playing it better than most. And I, I've never been on the pitch uh, during a match, obviously, and, and seen you know seen up close if somebody's enjoying it. You really seem to enjoy the game. Is that true? I mean. I love the game. It's it's. I grew up as a kid loving it. Um, always dreaming of playing it. Um, so I'm one of the. I wouldn't say lucky because you know I I feel I put in the work um, to get myself where I am, but not many people get the opportunity that I've got. Um, I think I seen something the other day that it's maybe 150 kids, maybe just slightly more out of over a million people who get the opportunity. So, you know, you've got to take pride in that. Um, I do I do enjoy the game. I'm fiercely competitive. I want to win. Um, and that sometimes that takes over the enjoyment in certain games where you can't enjoy it as much as you want. But when I, when I can get a minute to especially when you're, you're winning games, you know, everyone's feeling good, then, you know, that enjoyment's there. And it's just, the enjoyment comes from end of the day. At, at times, you just still feel like a, a kid kicking a ball around. Um, and it's something that, you know, I'll, I'll always I'll always love, I'll always love the game. So to have the opportunity uh, to be doing it for a living is, 
I mean, it's hard not to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Well, I, what I was thinking of, Johnny, it, you know, people around here, big baseball fans, everyone talks about, I don't know if you follow the Royals or follow baseball at all, talk about how much fun Salvador Perez has during the game. And there's a lot of guys who are just so businesslike. They don't seem like they're enjoying it. They may be enjoying it mm-hmm. in their own way, but it just seems like Salvador Perez is just out there having fun. And oh, by the way, he's getting paid handsomely to play ball. You seem closer to Salvi than you do the guy that's all business. And that, that's what I was seeing just in, you know, your facial expression when the, when you're not right on the ball or something and, you know, talking to your teammates, stuff like that. I, that's what I saw as someone who enjoys the game while it's going on. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I've said that, I've said that already. I do, I do love it. Um, I do enjoy it. And, you know, it can be a cruel game at times. You never know. Um, when it can be your last game, your last training session, you just don't know what's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, while I, I still have the opportunity to, to play, I'm going to continue to love it and enjoy what I'm doing. All right. I'm going to have a little bit of fun with you. Um, a little bit off off script, so to speak. Do you wish Children's Mercy, the Children's Mercy Park crowd had a song for you like they do for Tim Melia? Um. They sing, a, they sing a couple of things for me. The, the Tim Mealy one's good. I do enjoy that. Um, but no, it's, the fans have been been great with me. Um, They've they sang a, f- a few different songs from there, but I mean, if if they want to come up with another one, then I'm more than happy for them to be singing my name as well. Okay, but here's the here's the critical question. When I had Tim Mealy on here a couple of weeks ago, I asked him to sing you know, Timmy, 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 and the, that song. And he said no. So if they had a song, would you sing it for us? Um, you know what? If they, if they do a song and if I come back on, I'll sing it. Okay. I'm holding you to that. I'm holding you to that. Okay. Uh, you've been in Kansas City long enough now to answer this question. What's your favorite barbecue place in Kansas City? This is a, this is a difficult one um, because... My wife's not really a big barbecue person, so it's not something that I get as much. Um, I think that the best one I've probably been to is, I believe it's called Q30, is it Q39? Yeah, yeah. Uh, been there, I really enjoyed that. Um, but, I mean, I, I love barbecue, so anyone would be, would be good for me. But I think from that one probably stands out a little bit for me. Do, do your friends back in Scotland ever ask you to send them home? Then say, no, you live in Kansas City to send them uh, barbecue. I've got a, I've got friends in Singapore, uh, far about as far away as you can get uh, and still be on the earth who say, send me some barbecue, some Kansas City barbecue, <laughs> not knowing that you could go to a different barbecue restaurant every single night and run out of the days in a year before you run out of barbecue places. So yeah. how do you choose which one? Do you ever get that request? Not really, uh, not really for, for barbecue, which is quite surprising. A lot of my, a lot of my friends are really into barbecue as well. So, no, no one's, no one's really asked for, for anything like that. It's usually me the other way, asking for, asking them to send me some stuff over. Um, okay. All right. Uh, I want to, I want to wrap up with this. I got two final questions that I ask everybody, but. I had to put this in here. One of my highlights this season, and I've been to, I think every home match. Maybe I might have missed one, but I think I've been to every home match. And this was early in the season. 
after a game, it was a day game, and I saw you out on the pitch with your daughter, who looked to be about uh, three years old. Yeah, and she's she's four. She's four. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was up in the press box, so I couldn't tell from a distance yeah. how old she was. You look like you were having more fun playing with her than you did in the match that you guys just won. First of all, how much fun is that? And secondly, is she a future striker? No, that's to, to be able to do what I'm doing and um, and share it with my kids as well. My kids being able to see, you know, this is what I do because, I mean, it isn't going to last forever. You know, it's, it's not a long career. So for them to be able to see it um, at this stage, then it is amazing that having my kids is the best thing that's ever happened to me, I think. Every parent will say the same. Uh, so to share moments like that, it's... It's not something you get um, very often. Uh, you know, I was really tired from the game, but she was like, she wants a ball, she wants to run around the field. So now it was, uh, he, like I said, you don't get moments like that um, a lot. So, yeah. you know, to, to get out there on the, the field where and, you know, just mess around and, and play with the ball, it's, you know, it's just something that special that you can share together. All right. Well, we usually wrap up with one of two questions, and that, that segues into this first one. Is talk about your family, where where your wife's from. Now you have two kids, right? You have a, a four year old daughter and a and a son. One year old son. Yeah. One year old son. So talk about your family. Oh, the, I mean your your priorities change. You know, playing uh, the game, but uh, the other the other reason that you know I, I do this, the reason I play, you know, try and make them proud and. You know, my son, obviously, if this is something that he wants to do, give him a role model. And if my daughter wants to do it as well, you know, the same thing, give her a, a role model. And, you know, they are they're incredible. They're, they're challenging at times, all kids are. But, uh, no, they're, they're amazing. Um, and my wife, she's, you know, she's sacrificed a lot throughout the years. We met in high school um, from the same area. Uh, so... You know, it's it's not easy for her at times. Um, you know, she's she's followed me. Um, you know, obviously, we've made the decisions together, but ultimately, it's it's because of my career that we've moved to the places we have. So she's had to leave friends, family, um, and it's easy it's easy for me. You know, I, I'm training with the guys every day, so it takes a week yeah. or two, and you you get to know everyone. Um, you you can come out your shell and and stuff like that. So it's. For for her, it's it's been difficult at times, um, but she's always always stuck by me and, and always pushed me uh, to do better. So, no, she's been a massive part of you know the, the success I've had. So, I'm just um, I'm a lucky guy that you know I've got them with me. What do we need to do to get her to start liking barbecue? I mean, if she's going to live in Kansas City, she's got to embrace the culture. What do we have to do to get her to love it? I know it's. It's a weird one, actually. I'm not actually sure why why she doesn't. Um, I'm not so sure it's barbecue. I think it's maybe the, the things that come with it. Cause she, I mean, she's had like barbecue before. I don't know if she's freaked out by the, the burnt ends or the, the pulled pork or whatever. Um, maybe it's the meat that she, she doesn't quite enjoy. But uh, it's something that we need to change because obviously being in Kansas, you need to, you need to eat a lot more barbecue than, than we do at the minute. Do you think, and this is, I, I know you, we didn't prepare you for this question and there's no way to know, 
But when your career is over, do you see yourself staying in Kansas City? Are you now a Kansas City family or do you think you'll go back to Scotland? Honestly, that's something that, I mean, we spoke a little bit about, but we just don't know at this, at this minute. If, you know, we, we love the U.S. Um, as a family. Um, but then obviously back home is home. Uh, there's a lot of pills to go back there as well, a lot of draw to go back there. Friends and family are all from the same area. So, um, I mean, it's, it's a difficult one. I still feel that we've got a lot of time before we make that decision. Um, our kid, well, our daughter, she's going to be going to school in the next year or two as well. So, you know, we need to start thinking, thinking about that. But at the, the minute, we're extremely happy here. Obviously, it's been it's been difficult uh, just with everything that's going on right now. No one can travel out to see us, so that's that's added a little bit of um, pressure on it. Uh, just not being able to see your family as much. Uh, obviously, didn't see them at all last year. Not a lot over Christmas as well, um, and then had to come back here for preseason. So, I think it's something that we'll we'll speak about. Um, in the future, but at the minute we're just we're just enjoying our time here, um, and that's that. Well, as a as a Kansas lifer in Kansas City and a sporting Kansas City fan, I hope it's not anything you have to consider for a long, long time. I hope you're no, here I hope for, so. I hope for, so. <laughs> for quite a while. Last question. I, I let everybody answer this, even interpret the question however they want uh, and answer it however they want. What is your legacy? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not finished yet, so hopefully I can add a few trophies while I'm still here. Um, that's the ultimate goal. That's why I came here. Wanted to win. Wanted trophies. And if I can do it as captain, obviously being able to, to lift it, um, you know, that would that would be massive. But well, I, th- I just think I just want to be remembered really as someone who loved what they done, you know, gave everything every time they were out there, uh, you know, tried to try to excite people, tried to give people the enjoyment that the game gives me. Um, and that's uh, it's simple, really. <laughs> it's, uh, like I said, it's a, my career hasn't finished yet. I've still got, still got a lot of life left on me. Um, so hopefully the, the best of it still to come. Yeah, and and I will tell you as a father and now as a grandfather of three that your legacy doesn't have anything to do with what you do on the pitch. It's those two little ones in your life. So um, anyway, I'll wrap up. I'll wrap up with that. But Johnny, it is always a pleasure to chat with you. I, like I said in the intro, I love just hearing you talk, um, and it's it's always fun to, because you are you know you answer questions. There's so many guys out there that will speak in cliche and you actually answer questions and I and as a member of the media I appreciate that but I always enjoy chatting with you thank you I appreciate it thanks for listening to Sports Connections with David Smale make sure to subscribe follow and rate the show from your favorite podcast platform you can learn more about David Smale and his work by visiting davidsmalebooks.com don't forget to join us weekly for new episodes until next time <laughs>